0: yes yes welcome to the bleak solo podcast it's the year 2019 episode 24 ocean master yeah 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 i'm back and i do apologize i was supposed to do i wanted to do two more episodes before the year ended but then the holidays came up i was busy at work i was busy shopping last minute shopping just like always i really have a hard time Buying gifts for people, so I always wait too long. Then I got sick. Yes, I got sick right before Christmas, and I lasted all the way until after the New Year. So I was sick. I had a cough. I still have that cough. But I was really sick, the whole shebang. And I'm finally feeling at at 100. So why not start the first Saturday of the year with the new episode, Episode 24, Ocean Master, And that's in reference to Aquaman, that I will be talking about Aquaman, Bumblebee. I'll also be talking about The Mule. I'll be talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And i also maybe talk a little bit about Vice, all those movies that came out during the holidays. Also, I want to talk, the majority of this, I want to talk about my 10 top favorite movies of 2018. And it's my personal opinion. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Uh, Some of these might be nominated for some of the awards this upcoming season, but a lot of them are just personal favorites that I really enjoy and that left a lasting impression onto me and that I want to talk about because I love these movies. And also, you know, just we're in a new year and it always feels weird, you know, New Year's comes and you're like, well, I just remember last New Year's. I remember the last, last New Year's and it just, it keeps coming. So it's just a reminder that we are always losing the battle with time, and we cannot beat time, so we have to make the most of the time that we do have and It's a crazy world out there, you know this more than anyone, so you just gotta you know stay stay positive, stay humble, stay hungry for more, you know if you want more in life, just go out there and get it and i'm I'm feeling better now I actually was really festive this last Christmas, and you know, the last episode I did was the Thanksgiving episode where I was showing, when I was showing what I was grateful for. And now, you know, after that, I felt really festive and, you know, I was full into the Christmas season, into New Year's. And now we're in New Year, you know, and I I really just want to stop being so lazy. And that is the, de- the key word right here. I am just so lazy sometimes. And it's not even just physical lazy, it's just mentally lazy, like I just want to shut my brain off and just watch mindless things, listen to music, listen to podcasts, and just not do anything, you know, productive. And I need to change that, especially, you know, just because I'm getting older. I need to, I just need to be more out there. I need to go out more. I need to enjoy life more. So I need to stop just being lazy. And that is, I don't really do New Year's resolutions and all that stuff, you know. Of course, I want to lose weight, but that's just more for health reasons, not just just it's a new year but the main thing is i just want to stop being lazy physically and mentally and i just want to be more productive more creative and yeah i know i have a nine to five you know where i work eight hours 40 hours a week and that that shouldn't be an excuse to not continue to pursue my goals and my dreams outside of that so i am back this year i will be doing more episodes i will finally start trying to get some guests i have some people that want to I'm sure would like to sit down here with me at my house and talk. And I want to do that. So enough with the laziness. And it's just something for all you, especially when you see young people dying. And it just makes you think, you know, like, that's it. Once you, you know, you die, you die. And the world keeps going. So you really have to value your life and your time here. Because once you die or, you're, you know, you're dead. Whether I'm not, I'm not even talking about the religious aspect of it, you know. I'm just saying physically you are dead, whether what happens after. You know, we all have our beliefs. But, you know, on, at least on this planet and on the people you love and everyone you know, the world keeps going. So you have to make the most of your time here. So let's be positive for 2019 and for every year. Let's get that. We can do this. We're all in this together. We'll always be in this together. Let's go, baby. And, okay, let's, let's get right to it. First, I would just start off with my top 10 of 2018 in cinema. I once again did my yearly blog where I make the list, and I upload it to my blog, blogspot.com. I upload it there. You can read it. I put every selection, and I put a little brief summary of why I picked that movie. If you want to go more in depth, you can go there. I'll put a link, or you know, just ask me for the link. It's on my Twitter and on my Instagram. Yeah, so for now, my 10th favorite film of 2018 was Avengers Infinity War. You know, I'm a nerd. I thought it actually did live up to the hype. Thanos came and he went sickle mode on everyone. It was just great seeing all these characters together after we've been so invested in them for the last 10 years. So, of course, I had to put it in my top 10 of 2018. Number nine, A Star is Born. I've always been a big Bradley Cooper fan. Uh, With Lady Gaga, at first I wasn't a big fan, but she won me over with her music. And her acting was incredible in this film. The soundtrack was incredible. Uh, the story is tragic, and I just loved it so much. I love, I love anything that has to do with artists because I feel like I am an artist. I guess so. I like to feel like I could relate to what they're going through. So that's that's why I picked it for my number nine. And this one does have a lot of buzz going into award season, so it's probably gonna win a lot of awards. So yeah number nine his star is born number eight was love Simon and I didn't expect to like or love this movie as much as I did uh you know it's it, you know usually these movies like the, anything that has to deal with the you know the the gay community and the lesbian community transgender community they always make these movies all sad and sad and sad, and they always make it like a tragedy you know, but this movie was more of a coming of age story that just happened to have the mean the main character be gay and it shows how it affects him and how he has to deal with that and how he gets through that and how he you know he has to get his friends to realize you know that he's the same he's not going to change just because he comes out and it was just a great overall film I love the characters uh it was based on a book I want to read the book just to get a little bit more insight into the character's mind but yeah number eight love simon number seven won't You Be My Neighbor, which is a documentary about Mr. Rogers. And I grew up, you know, in the 90s. Uh, we didn't have cable. We couldn't afford cable. I still don't even think nowadays we can't afford cable because cable is ridiculous now. But yeah, we couldn't afford cable growing up. So I was pretty much raised by PBS. I watched everything on PBS you can think of. Zoom, Arthur, uh, Mr. Rogers, Reading Rainbow, Sesame Street, uh, anything, anything that was on that network. I pretty much watched and I grew up with. But Mr. Rogers will always have a special place in my mind and in my heart because I love what he stood for, that he believed in children, that he wanted not just to talk to children like children. He wanted them to learn. He wanted us to have an imagination. And I think a lot of that cultivated who I became today as a person. And I wish I can strive to be more like him. And I like how the documentary showed that he was human and he had his doubts and he had his fears, but he still prevailed. And it sucks that at the end of his life, people try to call him a lot of bad things just because they didn't understand that there could really be a man that was that positive. But yeah, I love that movie and love the documentary. And that's why I had to put it on my top 10. <laughs> Number six, Eighth Grade. Eighth Grade was just an astonishing little movie. And I was in 8th grade back in 2003, so it was a long-ass time ago. But I still felt I could relate to this film because the main character in the movie was, you know, even though she's a girl, she's awkward and she's going through a lot. And she has to learn how to deal with all these feelings and puberty and her dad and her dad and her friends and social media. And she wants to have her YouTube channel and she wants to be out there and giving advice to her fellow students. And it was just a great, great film, great performances great story and if you haven't seen it eighth grade i recommend you see it i saw my friend brandon and we loved it okay number five this one's uh i was gonna i still want to talk about this a little bit more after i finish this list but number five spider-man into the spider-verse growing up i loved spider-man or as my dad would say el hombre araña and i always liked peter parker i felt like i could relate to peter parker but now i could relate even more to miles morales and I know it was an animated film, but the way they were able to portray him in this movie, I love. The animation is fucking crazy. Excuse me for my cussing. But the animation was out there. The soundtrack, I love the soundtrack. I bought the physical copy of the soundtrack. I have the uh, the Apple, you know, the at iTunes version on my Apple music. And I've been listening to that nonstop for the last couple of weeks. But I love that film. I love that. When you see, when you when you start getting more of these movies, you really start to realize why representation matters and how amazing. Like, I could only imagine how I would have felt if I was, you know, a little kid watching this movie for the first time and realizing that, oh, not I could relate to Peter Parker. But now I can relate to Miles Morales even more because he's Latino like I am. And it's incredible how impactful that can be on a young person. So I love that film, the soundtrack, the animation, the story, the introduction to the other different Spider-Mans or pigs or women and Spider-Gwen, you know, Penny Parker. Anyway, all those other Spider-Mans are all great. And it was just an overall fun film. Number four, First Man, directed by Damien Chazelle, who has already created two of my favorite movies of all time, in Whiplash and, of course, La La Land. And if you know me, you know I love La La Land. I watched La La Land all the time, just like my friend Kevin. And actually, I became friends with Kevin because in San Francisco State, when we had to do the stupid little icebreakers, he went up there and he said that his favorite movie at the moment was La La Land. So that's the reason why I even started talking to him, because of La La Land. So that movie brought us together, and now I have a good friend because of that. So I loved Amy Chazelle, and First Man was a... You know, it's like a biopic about Neil Armstrong, who was the first man to walk on the moon. And whether you believe it, it, was staged or faked or whatever happened. Put all that aside and just watch this film. And it's just more of a movie about what you're willing to do to accomplish your dream. And it also is a movie about how to deal with grief. And this movie has one of my favorite scenes of all year. The crater scene. When the song starts playing. And I, would, I literally... Got emotional during that scene at the movies. And the second time I watched it as well. The soundtrack, once again, is amazing by Justin Hurwitz. Uh, Ryan Gosling is always great. Claire Foy was great. Just this whole overall film, the, the side characters were all great. It was just a great movie. So if you haven't seen First Man, I recommend it. Watch it. Number three, A Quiet Place. Of course, most people did watch A Quiet Place. Uh, John Krasinski directed this movie. It's not his first movie he directed because he did like two before this, but this is his best, you know, this best film that he directed yet. Uh, Obviously, he casted Emily Blunt, which was the perfect choice for this movie and the whole story and the sci-fi elements and the scary elements, all that really worked for this movie. And it was one of the most intense experiences I had at the movies last year because The whole premise of the movie is that you have to be quiet. And everyone at the movie theater was quiet. You you couldn't even hear people eating popcorn or nachos or anything. You couldn't even hear them sipping their drinks. Everyone was at the edge of their seats. Everyone was quiet. And it was just a great experience at the movies. Uh, John Krasinski has come a long way from The Office to 13 Hours to A Quiet Place now uh Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. He's a great actor. I love him. I love Emily Blunt, and this was one of the best movies of last year. So I love it. Number two, Hereditary. Hereditary was hyped up as one of the most scariest film last year, and I didn't think it was the scariest, but it was one of the best of last year, which is why it's my number two. I loved A Twenty Four. I always watch their films. I always give them the benefit of the doubt, and Almost, you know, 75% of the time, I am happy with A24 and the stuff that they continue to produce and deliver to theaters. Uh, Tony Collette delivered one of my favorite, prefer, favorite performances of the year, and I really hope she gets nominated. So far, she hasn't really been nominated or talked about, but I'm hoping that at least the Oscars might nominate her. So here's hoping. But the whole movie and the premise, and especially this one scene, is just... It leaves you in shock. It stays with you. Uh, I saw it again with my friends, and they liked it too, and they felt the same feeling I felt. So I knew it wasn't just a one-time thing. And this movie just—it's just, just really—it is—it is scary. Don't get me wrong. It's a different type of scary though. It's not like oh, just like a straight-up horror jump scares. And I, and it has some jump scares, but it's just one of those darker movies. It's just the elements of it that is really, really frightening, and it stays with you. And my number one movie, favorite movie of last year, in my opinion, was Annihilation. And Annihilation was a movie uh, that eventually it was dumped on Netflix overseas. So they didn't get to watch it in theaters. But luckily in the United States, we got to watch it in theaters. It stars Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, Gina Rodriguez, and more. And it's just a sci-fi movie that's ridiculous and insane and well-acted. Visually stunning, and it's pretty much the premise is this thing has happened on Earth. This event, uh they call it the Shimmer. People go into it; they don't come back out until I, Oscar Isaac, who's also in the film, he comes back to Natalie Portman. That's her. That's that was her husband, and he comes back, but he's different. He's sick. So now they want to go in there and investigate because Natalie Portman is a scientist, and she is also. Uh, she was in the army i think and she did a couple tours so she's well trained and she knows how to use weapons she's capable of handling her own so they go into the shimmer but the deeper sense of the movie is how we all have self-destructive things that we do and we carry with us every day and how these things you know affect our lives and how some of us are really self-destructive and we don't realize it sometimes until it's too late. So I like that deeper sense of the story. And I think that's why it really stood out to me. Outside of the visuals and outside of the actual sci-fi elements. It's just how Alex Garland was able to deliver this film with such a deeper meaning. in how we as humans are self-destructive. And we create these self-destructive situations where it only leads to more bad instead of good. And even the ending, which I don't want to spoil it, because it's finally I think on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, go ahead and watch Annihilation. If not, rent it on Redbox. You know, if unless you if you if you want to watch something different, I recommend this movie. So just because of those aspects, I really enjoyed the film. So that's why it's my number one. So sorry for the whole, you know rambling on, but I wanted to go over my list. And let's see now. I, uh, you know, I, I was going to talk more in depth about all those other movies, but I'll just go over them real quick. Aquaman, I wasn't that excited for it because I've never been a big fan of the character. I don't really know much. I don't really know much about the character, but the movie I loved. Uh, the first time I watched it with my friend Peter, I did feel a little bit overwhelmed. Like there was so much going on in the visuals and so many. One At one point, Star Wars uh, at one point. It's Lord of the Rings at one point it's Indiana Jones, you know so at first the first time I watched it, I did feel overwhelmed even though I did like it. but the second time I watched it with my sisters, I just completely loved it and I understand what they were going for and they delivered. So I loved Aquaman. I saw Bumblebee with my sister. I really did like that one. I've always been a fan of the first. I love the first Transformers. I didn't really like the second one. I liked the third one. Uh, the fourth the fourth one, the fourth one was okay. Uh, the fifth one, I didn't really like that much. So to get a chance to see a new Transformers from someone else directing it, kind of like a soft prequel slash reboot of the franchise, and obviously starting starring Hayley Steinfeld, which is one of my favorite young actresses at the moment, you know, starring Haley Steinfeld, I thought it was a good chance to get back to the what the first one, you know, delivered to the audience. And I felt like it did a good job of doing that. And I think most, mostly, most everyone will agree that this is a, a good movie. I know I've seen some people that didn't like it. And then other people that loved it. I don't, I'm, in, I'm more of the people that just, I really enjoyed this film. I did like it a lot. Uh, it's not one of my favorites of the year, but it's definitely up there. It's a great family film. It's a great, it's a great place to start pretty much for, after all the ones we've gotten after the first one, it's a great place to restart. And it's a breath of fresh air and I'm all for it. Uh, i saw the mule and that one was a little it's a it's a little weird when you think about it but it's overall entertaining enough it's a good movie it's a good movie to rent i wouldn't say go rush out to theaters to watch it but i would rent it i would watch it on cable on netflix and it's just funny some of the things in the movie is really funny (laughs) If you really think about it, it's almost like they were going for a comedy more than the drama i don't know and then what else did i watch obviously spider-man into the spider-verse i kind of already talked about why i love that film so much and it made it to my top 10 of the year so you already know that i loved spider-man into the spider-verse and if you haven't seen it i implore you to go see it go support it because this is probably the best spider-man movie we've gotten in theaters in a long time and i am happy about that i also saw vice with my friend peter again and i saw this last sunday and uh I was really looking forward to it because I love Christian Bale. I love Amy Adams. Uh, his last movie, Adam McKay, the one that directed this movie, uh, his last movie was a big short. And I love that film that talked about the 2008 uh, housing market crash. But this film was uh, a Vice, obviously. It was focused on Dick Cheney. And I liked it. I do admit the performances were probably the strongest point. But I get what they were going for. But a lot of this film felt mean-spirited. And not that I'm a fan of Dick Cheney. But it felt a lot like you're getting only one side of the story. It didn't really feel like like you can tell like obviously you know this is this is a person that does not like Dick Cheney, so they're gonna make that movie and from their point of view and they're gonna interject their feelings on Dick Cheney because you know whatever of he's been accused of or everything that he did during the presidency of George uh, Bush. So it just felt one of those movies. It felt like I could really feel the. They, it felt you know like this is someone that didn't like him. make. Imagine having someone, Imagine just imagine it this way. Someone makes a movie about you, but they hate everything that you stand for and that you represent. So imagine that person making a movie about you and not being objective. It's not going to be a, a movie that fully represents who you are as a person. It's only going to show the bad and highlight the bad in you. And that's what this movie felt like. And whether or not Because I'm not really a fan of Dick Cheney, but it still felt a little weird watching it. And overall, I felt like it didn't really do much outside of the good performances. So, I don't really recommend it unless you really want to watch it. Go ahead. But it wasn't really my favorite. It's a little disappointing because I was really looking forward to it. So, those are the movies that came out over the holidays. And, you know, I don't really want... That's pretty much it for that. And I just want to take now, you know, a quick, you know, time just to... Remind you guys to to New Year. uh, Be your best version of yourself. Just keep it going. Don't stop. I'm going to keep trying to make more of these. I promise you. You know, I I love recording them. I just hate editing. I can't even talk. I love talking to you guys and I love doing these podcasts. I just hate the part where I have to sit down and edit all the voice and make it sound as clear as I can. I hate that part. But that's always the part that makes me kind of lazy. But I'm going to stop being lazy, like I said earlier in this podcast, so you should get more of these episodes more often. And I also have a job now, so I can probably uh, pay for you know SoundCloud Premium where I can have more time to upload longer episodes and not have to worry about all that. So there's, it's only looking up from here, guys. So thank you for listening. Uh, as always, follow me on my social media, at Bleak Solo on every social network. Uh, go to my YouTube, listen to some of my songs. I want to record some new songs this year. because I feel really creative, so look out for that. And as always, just you know, be yourself. Keep doing you. And I'll be back next week or in the next two weeks with episode 25. Thank you and have a great night. And enjoy the first Saturday night of the year. Peace.